everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today's episode is going to be a quick conversation about intuitive eating and why somebody might want to learn to start practicing intuitive eating uh, as opposed to calorie counting, macro counting, um, or any other more sort of like restrictive dieting practice. Um, This is a conversation that has been coming up a lot more in the nutrition world um, and on social media, which has been great because it has been a, a proactive way to start to counteract diet culture. And, you know, diet culture is basically just the, the messaging and the mentality that um, there's something wrong with you that you have to fix and that something is your body and your body is basically the enemy and you have to fight against it um, by restricting what you eat, by limiting the, the types of foods you eat, the number of foods that you eat, um, you know, the amount of food that you eat or um, taking supplements to to help suppress your appetite or burn fat, Um, you know, using different creams, doing different workouts, like diet culture basically just says there's something wrong with you and we're going to sell you the solution. Intuitive eating takes away the power from diet culture and, you know, it puts the power back in your own hands, which is is really where it belongs from the beginning and it, it belonged there from from day one, there was never anything wrong with you. And even if you are somebody who is overweight and and has a certain amount of weight that you want to lose for health reasons, um, intuitive eating is absolutely still a healthy practice for you. Uh, and the reason for that is not only does intuitive eating support your, your physical health, but it also supports your mental and emotional health. Dieting or restricting in general can be such a stressful and anxiety-producing way to live. And I know that because I've done it um, in many different forms. When I was in high school, um, I you know, started learning from magazines and media that um, restricting calories and calorie counting was the, the only way to control your body. And that was something that you had to do. Um, so I started to learn to control and restrict. And that ultimately led to um, a struggle with an eating disorder for many years. Um, and even once I, I healed and recovered from that, I then found myself in, in the fitness industry. If you have followed my journey and my story at all, you know that I competed in fitness competitions for a couple years, um, which initially was really empowering and a great way to get stronger. Um, but it also reinforced a lot of restrictive dieting patterns. Um, that world is something really popular in that world and that industry is counting your macros and and counting your calories and weighing and portioning out all of your foods so that you can, you know, really dial in and change your body in a very specific way. And that was, you know, just as it became just as obsessive and and compulsive and, and stressful as, um, the, the dieting restrictive patterns that I was used to earlier on in high school. Um, feeling like you're limited to only eating a handful of different foods or feeling like you're, you're extremely limited to a certain number of calories and that you have to weigh everything out and you have to count every single calorie you're eating can be really detrimental to your mental health. 
So intuitive eating is basically just a way to tune back into your body's innate intelligence. Your body is designed brilliantly. It is not the enemy and it is not something that needs to be controlled. It was designed in a way that it can take care of itself. Your body was designed with things like hunger and fullness cues. You have hormones that specifically dictate um, telling your, your brain and your body when it's time to eat, when it's time to drink water, when it's time to stop eating. You have signals that your body sends you about when a particular food isn't the best for you, um, whether you have an allergy or sensitivity or an aversion to it, or it causes inflammation in your body. Your body will tell you those things. And the problem is that most of us have just gotten out of touch with trusting our bodies. We have completely strayed so far from that place where we're able to really hear and tune in to those, those messages from our body's innate wisdom. And so, and so we don't trust them. We do feel like we have to control them because maybe we've experienced a feeling of them betraying us in the past, like them, our body not wanting to do what we want it to do or feeling how we want it to feel. And that can be frustrating. And I know that for a lot of people, when they kind of try to navigate and explore the path of intuitive eating, there can be a lot of fear because they think that if they just give up all their rules and all their rigidity that they've been so attached to, then their body's going to be completely out of control. They think that it'll gain weight or it'll feel terrible or their skin will be bad and it'll just all be a mess um, because they, they don't have set rules that they're following anymore. And more often than not, that is not the case. I'd say 100% of the time, that's not the case. And, you know, with a caveat that sometimes you do have to go to the end, other end of the spectrum. If you've been somebody who's been following really, really strict, restrictive rules for a while, and you start to let yourself have full permission to eat whatever, whenever, yeah, you might experience that you overeat certain foods um, or at certain times because you are learning to recalibrate and you're learning to turn back into um, back into that that center, that that balance point that your body wants to reach. But you will get there um, after you swing back to that end of the spectrum. Your body will help you find that balance. Um, and all you have to do is listen and follow the cues. And the cues are what feels good. Follow what feels good and do less of what doesn't feel good. Um, so that's something I really want to reiterate that, you know, people think that they have to rigidly control everything or else they'll just, you know, completely go off the deep end and, and that's definitely not the case. Um, and for most people, they find that it's actually really, really freeing to let go of the control, to let go of all the rules and to just trust that their body knows what's best. You know, the magazine that they read yesterday doesn't know their body better than they do. You are really your own best healer and teacher and guide. And Sometimes it can be helpful to have a professional supporting you along the way to get you back to that place. But ultimately, the goal is that you're in tune with your body because you do know best. And, and that's my goal in working with all my clients is um, eventually I want them to not need me anymore. <laughs> you know, 
when it, when we're just talking about wellness and, and nutrition and food, I want you to get to the point where you've got it handled on your own because your body does know best and eventually it will be the one guiding you and you won't need that external reinforcement or support or guidance. Um, I will say that occasionally I do have people track their food um, and there is good reason for that. And again, I, I definitely don't have people count calories or weigh or measure out food, but it can be helpful to track for a few different reasons. One of them is if you are just trying to understand what portions work best for your body and what portions help you feel comfortably full and not um, overfull or or still hungry and just finding that middle ground so it can help to kind of experiment with that and track what's working well um, but the main reason that i have people track their food is actually to see how it's impacting their health and well-being in other ways so if somebody's experiencing digestive issues, digestive distress, or if they're experiencing mental health issues, um, or hormonal imbalance symptoms, or skin issues, anything along those lines, I like to have them track what they're eating and when and how it's making them feel. It's more of like a symptom journal or symptom diary um, so that we can kind of pinpoint the root cause of what's going on and make adjustments from there. So it's much more about tuning into how food is making you feel, which can ultimately help you eat more intuitively in the long run. But again, I really don't recommend calorie counting or macro counting as a long-term strategy for your health and wellness. If you need to use it as a temporary tool to get back into balance, um, that, that can be great. Um, but definitely not as a long-term long-term strategy. And if you're somebody who tends to be really obsessive, um, restrictive, or compulsive with your, your eating habits, then I would not recommend counting at all. I would recommend really diving into the practice of, of loosening the grip, your grip and your rules with food. Um, and it's all, you know, a learning experience. It's it's a journey and, and you're going to have to unlearn some of the, the fear that you've learned from maybe diet culture, your peers, the media, um, letting go of comparison and thinking that the way that you eat and live should be the same as anybody else. Um, it's it's going to be different and you get to own what works best for you. And at the end of the day, like I said, you're your own best teacher. So try to take that to heart and experiment with, you know, trying something different, incorporating new foods that maybe you were afraid of before or eating at different times or not measuring everything out so, so precisely and, and so perfectly um, and see if that works for you. And I, I can say that it's, it's definitely worked wonders for me. And something to note too is that the way that you eat will change probably many times throughout your life. So don't be so attached to one particular way of eating. Um, we go through seasons and our bodies change and the things that we're dealing with and experiencing change. And so to support that, the way that we eat needs to change too. Um, you know, for example, the way that you're eating to train for a marathon is going to be really different than the way that you are eating if you get pregnant um, 
or if you're breastfeeding, um, or if you're going through a period of high stress. Um, again, our bodies change many times throughout our, our lifetime. So be willing to change with them and be willing to try new foods and experiment with what works for you at different chapters of your life rather than being so attached to needing it to look one certain way. My, my diet or the way that I eat has evolved a lot over the years, um, even over the years of my intuitive eating. And it has been really freeing to just flow with it rather than resist against it or get frustrated. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. If that's something, a topic that you want to hear more about and want me to do a deeper dive into, let me know, um, because there's definitely a lot more that I can share there. Um, and if you need support with your own eating patterns and habits um, or health issues in general, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at megan at empowered-bodies.com. Um, you can reach out to me on social media as well. And I would be more than happy to chat with you and, and see what's going on. Um, and again, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, subscribe for updates on my website, share this episode with a friend if you thought it was helpful or it might benefit them and they need a little bit more intuitive eating in their lives. Um, and until next time, as always, have a happy and healthy day.